Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or have ever been told are possible. I'm your host, Zach Kanadi. Thank you guys for joining me on today's episode. I'm very thankful to have you guys. It means the world to me that you guys listen, uh, as most of you guys have been following from the beginning. Um, we're a growing show. We actually are getting some new members, which is always awesome, new listeners. So that's freaking awesome. And we do have a pretty cool topic for today's episode. In fact, it was actually inspired by a conversation I had with my mother just a few days ago after one of my training swims. However, before we get into that, I have a couple things I want to run by you guys. First of all, if you have not listened to last week's episode, episode 82, we were talking to our first ever professional athlete, y'all. My friend, my buddy, my brother, my old coworker, uh, and a guy I look up to in a couple ways is Colin McKeelson. Guys, he went from being a drug addict to in just five short years being a professional athlete. He's an incredible man and he has just as an incredible story and he really is somebody who exemplifies and embodies the belief that we have here about how strong capable and resilient all of us are if we choose to behave that way colin is one of those guys and it was an incredible experience to have him on so if you haven't listened to that episode definitely go do it and give my boy colin some love he did just win his professional bodybuilding card which is pretty freaking cool on to the next set of news, guys. As always, I do have two quick asks for you, and that is if I hold up my end of the bargain, which I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, however, if you guys find this episode thoughtful, useful, interesting, good information, funny, hell, you think I'm good looking? I, mean, I think I'm pretty attractive, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> or it's just plain old a good episode and good information, guys. I ask that you do one of two things, okay? The first option is that you begin using this information from today's episode as soon as you finish listening to the podcast, all right? So as soon as those headphones come off, you're like, damn, that shit was fire. That second, I want you guys to start trying to use this information. There's one reason why, and that's because for us to learn and remember and retain information the best in order to do that, we must either do it ourselves, right? We must do the things that we are trying to learn about. This is why in school they have you do math problems, trying to learn math and things like that, and experiments when you're trying to do science. Or we must teach them. But unless you, I don't know, many of you guys are going out and teaching. So the next best thing is to do it yourself. In fact, studies show that you can retain between 80 to 95% of information by either doing or teaching it. So if you can find a way to do one of those things, as soon as we finish listening off the, uh, listening to this podcast, go ahead and do that for me. However, if you're already a beast and a savage and a kick-ass motherfucker, I ask that you do the second thing, which is to share the podcast with somebody. All right, so if you know somebody here, you're like, yo, my boy, or my girl, they got some big ass potential but they're not quite utilizing it you know click send and then send it off to them so that they can level up their game and we can have a world full of more badasses okay because frankly we need it and i think you guys know now 
what is my end of the bargain? Well, it is pretty much what I talked about at the beginning is if the show is cool, funny, good, interesting, informative, it gives you an interesting or a new perspective, or you just think it's a good episode. Basically, if I do a good job, I'm going to ask that you guys reciprocate with one of those two options afterwards. All right. Now, that's enough of me talking to you guys and talking at you. Now, let's get into the episode, shall we? So, before I tell you guys what the conversation is, I want to give you guys a little bit of an update on what my Ironman training has been like. Now, today, actually yesterday, was officially five weeks out from the actual Ironman date. So, the day I will be doing my first ever Ironman triathlon, it's a full distance, which is a 2.4-mile swim. This one is a 116-mile bike. Normally, it's 112. And then we have a full marathon of 26.2 miles back to back to back all in one day with no rest will be on September 24th. Now, the reason why the Chattanooga Triathlon is the longest triathlon in the world is because it's a river swim. So the river, we're going to be swimming down current. So it's going to shave off some of our time. So in order to make it fair to the other triathlete competitors that don't do Chattanooga, they decide to add in a couple miles onto the bike. Now, if you ask me, I would bike double the distance if it meant we could omit the bike or the swim, excuse me, um, <laughs> which would be ridiculous in itself to bike 224 miles in a day. But I would do that if it meant... We didn't have to do the swim because I am negatively buoyant and I am not the biggest fan of swimming yet. Swimming has probably been out of the three sports. The one that has taught me the most in general about myself, about life, about mindset, about overcoming difficult things and about why we do difficult things. And now See, we're at the end of August, so just over a year ago, actually, I went to my old strength coach, Miss Jessica Gust. She's a beast, by the way. Um, she was my strength coach in high school. She's actually the whole reason that I got into strength and conditioning, fitness and nutrition in the first place. I started working with her when I was in sixth grade and went all the way through high school. So six more years, and then when I would come back home, I would go in and she would let me work out in the gym because I didn't have a gym here anymore, and memberships are expensive, and day passes are even more expensive, and she's just that kind of person. Um, but I asked Ms. Gust, I was like, yo, Ms. Gust, would you teach me how to swim? Because I really don't want to drown. Right? <laughs> I really don't want to like die during this race. I'm going to do it either way, but I'd rather minimize my chances of dying in the process if that's possible. And she was like, Kanadi, shut up. You're not going to die. Uh, she's like, it's also impossible to be negatively buoyant as you claim. I still think she's wrong, but <laughs> I know how to swim now. And so I asked her to teach me how to swim. And let's just say, Doing more than a single length in the pool was a struggle. Uh, she's, I remember she gave me this exercise and it was, she's like, oh yeah, we have all like the newbies, like the brand new kids on the swim team do this. It's like super basic. And obviously they do it for a warm up. So me being the big jock, egotistical guy, lifter man, who's like, oh, I'm tough. I'm strong. I could do this. Fuck just swimming. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, she's like, all right, you do a 25 rest 15 seconds, do 50, rest 15, 75, 100, and then you work your way back down. It totals 
right about 400 meters, which honestly speaking, if you can swim really isn't that long. It's a total of eight laps, which is down and back is one lap. And I remember I got to the 50 and I was like, holy, fuck, holy shit, what am I doing? Right. I was struggling. Uh, my mind was freaking out on me. I was thinking I was going to drown. I couldn't breathe real well. And I thought I'd stopped at the wall for like maybe two seconds. Like literally it was like, is what I felt like. And then she was like, go. And I was like, I didn't breathe. (laughs) That was not my proudest day in terms of being macho, but it was a struggle. Right. And now on just see what today's Monday. Yesterday I went out with my mom and I swam uh, right about two miles consistently continuously in Lake Harriet and a year later I had the best swim of my life I've been swimming at least probably three days a week consistently for for sure three days a week for the last six months aside from when I was on my backpacking trip uh otherwise probably two day one to two days a week for the at least the last year and almost every single day that I go swim workout, I have to somehow convince myself to go swim. I don't enjoy it particularly um, as much as I can swim now. And I could, I could swim 2.4 miles, right? If I really had to, I still get anxious. I still get nervous. I still have the thoughts of, oh, are you going to drown? Yet I do it anyway, right? And normally, uh, lately, I, I've been having, well, I guess the whole time, I have this thing where I somehow swallow a crap ton of air. I don't swallow water, right? Like, I never swallow water. I don't get much water in my mouth. But I somehow swallow air. And so what that causes is I get, I feel super bloated. And honestly, I start swimming and I feel like I got to puke because there's so much pressure in my gut which then I feel like I can't get a deep breath in, which then is like, oh man, I can't breathe. I'm underwater. Well, if you can't breathe and you're underwater, you're obviously going to die because that's the most logical train of thoughts ever that anybody's ever had. And so then I'll stop and I'll try and make myself burp if I'm in the lake and I can't like physically just stand up like the pool. It sounds like I'm dry heaving and um, I'm going to puke because uh, I kind of am dry heaving. That's the only way I figured out how to get like force my way to burp. And so Sunday comes along and prior to like Friday, Saturday, I was texting with my coach. I was like, yo, Stacy, like, how do you, how do I not feel like I have to puke all the time when I swim? That would be really awesome to, <laughs> to not have to do all the time. Right. And especially during my half Ironman, like that's, was really what made it difficult. It wasn't so much that it was physically difficult because swimming is the weird thing where the harder you fight the water, the slower and the worse you do. So it's like one of those things where you can't fight it and you got to be in like your Zen state to actually get anywhere and not kill yourself in terms of effort. And she's like, well, just, you know, push all the breath out at once and go slower. And I was like, all right, thanks coach. That really, really helps. (laughs) I mean, I can do it. Like I'll I'll do it, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure how much that's gonna, that's, that's gonna help. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, well, let's 
do what coach says. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm definitely don't know what to do. I'm a land athlete. Okay. I like staying on land where I can breathe as much or as little as I please. And at any moment I can take another breath if I need to water. Any of you guys who are swimmers, kudos to you. Uh, that shit's really hard. Like it's really hard, but we're learning, but that shit's really hard. And so I was going and for whatever reason, you know, this was actually also my longest continuous swim I'd ever done was on Sunday. And so we swim across the lake and then I get to the other side and like, I stand up and waiting for myself to burp and like catch my breath for a minute. I'm like shaking my arms out, you know, doing the whole, this dealio, the twisting and that the hugs and whatever else you do. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's just do it. And my mom's yapping because she's my spotter, right? So I, in case something does happen, like I'm not totally fucked. Uh, and she's like, tell me what to do. Mom, if you listen to this, I was really only like halfway listening to you. Um, <laughs> but she was like, well, just swim straight towards the band shell and go straight into the current. And honestly, I was like, fuck that advice. Like, mom, you don't know, you know, moms know. And it's, it's really irritating when they're right so fucking often and you just want to continue to be a hard-headed motherfucker and not listen to them, right? So anyways, I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just do it. Uh, like, I got in. I was like, really, like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't want to give her the satisfaction that she's right for whatever reason. But I'm going to do it, all right? And I end up going swim straight into the current. And I noticed two things happening. One, I could actually see where I was going because when you do open water swimming, you have to do what's called sighting, which instead of just keeping your head down while you do your stroke all the time, you have to look up, find where you're going to go and then come back down. You know, it's like, that was a terrible example of it, but you guys get what I'm saying. And on the way out, my point to sight at is a little thin strip of sand and I get terribly fogged up goggles, still figuring out. So if anybody's got clues on how I have goggles fog up, please help your boy out. Um, And going back, I was sighting off the Bancho, which is this big, giant building that's like cream-colored and white-ish and got some blue in the shingles. Uh, and it's up against like a big green backdrop because of all the trees. And I was like, oh, I can sight off of this. So instantly... Right there, one of the things that happened was my mind calmed down because I could actually see where I was going. I didn't have the frustration of constantly veering off course. I could look up, and even if I didn't like clearly see it, I was like, ah, there's the white blob over here. Cool, I can go in that direction. Or, oh, I'm a little off, let's turn. Oh, I'm a little off, let's turn. Hey, I've been on target for quite a while now. And the other thing is that when my mind calmed down, my breathing got better. I had a great rhythm. And I didn't have to burp hardly at all, all day. And normally like I'll get gas for several hours. In fact, I'll actually get some like, it'll, I'll be burping and like I'll, you got, okay, you guys got to keep this between you and I, but I'll start to fart quite a bit. Uh, and that's because I swallow all the air and then it moves through my GI tract and then it's just got to come out the other end. So there's a little burp, burp action going on in there. And frankly, it's it's quite uncomfortable because I can feel it move all day long. And then like I'm trying to move it along and it just doesn't want to. 
that's probably a little bit too much information for you guys. My apologies, but we keep it real on this on this podcast. Um. So, anyways, I finished the swim, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" That's what everybody's talking about as to how swimming is supposed to feel, right? Like you just get into a rhythm, and you just get into a mindset, and even during it was the first time I ever felt competent in the water the first time and i've been training for this race for coming up on a year and a half and i've been swimming pretty damn consistently for about a year now and it took me a year to have one swim it happened to be the longest swim i'd ever done for me to feel competent in the water right and it was really crazy and i was like oh wow like all right, maybe I don't actually have to hate swimming. You know, like I don't have to despise a third of my training so much. You know, maybe I can actually begin to enjoy this because when you enjoy things, they not only mentally is it easier, but physically it actually has a better response in your body. If you guys listened to last week's episode with Colin, we talked about it in a long time ago. I forget what episode number it is, but there's a study by... uh, believe it's it's dr ali crumb if my memory serves and well i don't know i'm gonna i don't know who it's by i can't remember i think it's dr ali crumb uh but i don't know anyways the the study consists of pairs of two rats and one of the rats got to run whenever it wanted and the other one was trapped in the wheel and it had to run whenever the other one ran and basically they're saying uh what's the difference of exercising when you want to versus when you're forced to right and so both rats ran the exact same amount both weighed the same both ate the same diet got the same water same all this stuff but the rat that ran how when it wanted to right like it enjoyed it more so we can say it chose to do it had all the positive benefits that you would think of when you would do exercise right like it had an increase in lean body mass it had a decrease in fat mass. It had an improvement in cardiovascular health, an improvement in aerobic fitness, an improvement in VO2 max. You know, all these positive things, lower blood pressure, better glucose control, all these things that you would expect. Now, the other rat who was forced to run at the exact same time that this one did, right, but it did not have a choice, had almost entirely the exact opposite effects. It actually lost lean body mass had a proportionally increase in fat mass, had a decrease in cardiovascular fitness, an increase in cortisol release. Um, its blood pressure increased instead of decreasing. It had worse off glucose control and a decreased aerobic fitness and VO2 max. And what Colin was talking about last week is the mindset of fitness, right? And now I agree with him for the most part, although I do think part of the, some of the time, probably about 20% going to the dark side, if you want to call it, and fighting your demons is a good thing. Um, because frankly, sometimes you just need to get them out. But like the rest of life, there's a balance to it. And I think ideally we would spend a majority of our time enjoying fitness and enjoying what we do in life and enjoying the challenges not only because it aids in our mental health right but also if it's a physical endeavor such as exercise it's actually going to give us better results if you enjoy it and 
the swim I did yesterday was the first time I actually got out of the water and enjoying the swim I'd just gone on. And afterwards we were talking because prior to, I was telling my mom, like, ah, I've been like this, this build has just been kicking my ass. Like I don't have any physical energy. Uh, like I'm used to working, like doing things for 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Right. Like, and I, I mean, like once I get up, I'm used to getting up and going right away, like not taking an hour to get ready and stuff and like sitting there watching TV, do this. Like I get up, I do my routine. I go, I'll go do a full day of work. I'll go hit my workout. I'll go work with clients. I'll go work on the business. I'll come home half time. I do the podcast. I'll study, do whatever I have to do. And then I do my nighttime routine and I go to bed and there really isn't any just like relaxing time. But with this build, it's taken so much out of me physically that I just literally don't have the energy to do more than what I absolutely have to do in a day, which is to do my training, to recover, to eat, to study some, to do the couple days of work that I get to do a week, and then to do my prep class for my RD exam. I would love to be doing way more, but physically and now also it's gotten to the point where like mentally I just don't have that. Like I, my body is kicking my ass and I am fighting to get through all my days of training. Uh, so to people who like do this kind of stuff regularly or people who train for triathlons, especially half and full distance and have a job, you guys are incredibly insane and resilient and strong. And I have to give you a shout out uh, because this thing is so big and so incredibly dense with just the amount of energy and effort that is required to do. And so I was telling my mom about this and like, I'm just, I'm starting to, all right, I always tell you guys I'm going to be honest on the show. I've been feeling re quite discouraged um, just because of like how low my energy is and how fatigued I am all the time, and I don't like that. Uh, like it doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I'm making progress, right? Like, And training is becoming more of a, a chore than a like enjoyment. And so like when Colin was talking, saying that last week about how, dude, just – make the switch i was like yeah like i can try but at this point i was like this shit's a lot harder to just make the switch than i would like uh and so my mom like we're finishing i'm like yeah that was that was probably like the best swim i've ever done and so we keep talking like we're driving home and she looks at me and she goes do you think like you're gonna be done with these you know, like, I, I don't understand why you do all this crazy hard shit. Like, why are you doing this still? And the answer I give most people, which is a big contributing answer for the Iron Man, at least, is because I've put in too much and I'm too close to quit now. Like, I have literally put in thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours of training. And I've dedicated and totally switched up my lifestyle not even just my training, but like my lifestyle, my nutrition, my sleep schedule, my training regimen, what I do for fun. If I'm going to go out and drink or not, if I'm going to stay up late like this, 
this is not like just training to train. This has to be a lifestyle. And this is a lot more than what I originally anticipated it to be. But I'm too damn close and I've put in too much fucking energy to quit now. Right. And secondly, like I committed to this. I committed to this a year and a half ago. And I'm a person who follows through on their commitments. When it, like when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. There's not if, ands, or but. The only question is maybe how I will get it done. It's not if I will get it done. It's a question of how and when, right? And so that's why I'm finishing this one. But she asked me, he's like, well, wh why do you do all this hardship? Like, why do 75 hard? Why do the big hike 40 miles in a day when honestly like that is incredibly stupid i think that's a, that's a question we all ask ourselves especially when you're an ambitious person and you're chasing after a big goal why are you still chasing it why are you doing something that's so difficult something that's so hard and frankly something that most people can't even understand as to why you're doing it even people doing other hard things like that specific task that you're doing, why are you doing that and not this, right? And there's a couple of things I want to say about this question. The first one is how you answer this question to yourself when you're alone is going to dictate what kind of end result you get. And this is also going to dictate if you finish it, whatever task you set out to do, whatever thing or challenge or goal you're pursuing or challenge you committed to doing, how you answer this single question of why, right? Why are you doing this? Why put yourself through the suffering? Why put yourself through the discomfort? Why push so hard and be so tired, right? Why are you kicking your ass day in and day out? Whether you enjoy it or not, why are you doing it? How we answer this question dictates how our life goes. And I think there's, I can tell you why I do it. I have, I have several reasons. The first one, and this has changed over the years. The first one is because I want to see how far I can go and I want to see everything that I'm capable of. And the only way to grow and to adapt is to continually challenge yourself and continually to force yourself to level up all right life doesn't this is not like in school where every year you move up a grade and you just have to meet minimal requirements life will not move you up unless you do it yourself if you want if you're an entry-level position and you want to promote you want to get a promotion or you want to get a pay raise no one owes that to you no one should go up and be, hey, Zach, you're doing, you know, you show up to work every day. You just do what we say to do. You don't do anything extra. Here's a raise. Here's a promotion. Here's this. Here's like, boy. No, that's the fucking expectation. That's it. There's no reason you should get an attaboy for just doing your job. That's what's expected. You should get an attaboy or an girl when you go above and beyond for your job. And no one's going to push you to get promoted, right? If you want to get promoted or you're unhappy with your life, that is up to you in order to do that. That is up to you to go, 
learn your job better. That is up to you to talk to your manager and say, hey, let's work out a plan. If I do X, Y, Z to add more value to this company, this location, this position, does that mean in six months, nine months, a quarter or a year that I can get this amount of a pay raise or that I can be in the running for this promotion when it comes due, right? Most times they're not going to come up and be like, hey, I think you should do this, right? You just do the bare minimum. I think you should be a manager because who, A, would you want to work for somebody who just does the bare minimum? If you had a manager and they never went above and beyond, they never stepped in and gave you the extra helping hand when you had a problem, Do you are you going to like that manager more so than the person who goes above and beyond, who does the takes the five extra minutes to make your job easier? Which one are you going to like more, right? Which one are you going to want to work for? The answer is the latter. You're going to want to work for the person who goes above and beyond, who sticks around, who helps you out when they have other things to do and still gets their job done, right? That is the manager that not only do you want to work for, that you should aspire to be. And if you don't aspire to be a manager, that should be the employee or whatever in your life that you should aspire to be, right? You should aspire to be what you want out of your life. And that's the other reason why I want a big life that is successful, that is full of greatness and bigness and is rich in every single way possible. So in order to do that, I have to build myself into the man who deserves that life. That life will not be given to me. That life will not just be handed to me on a silver platter and say, oh, it's been paid for. You don't have to do anything. No, Life takes work, life takes effort, and sometimes it takes blood, sweat, and fucking tears. So that currently is the main reason why I keep doing all these difficult things. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards, right? I don't know what my next challenge is. I have a couple ideas, right? I think it'll probably be something back into lifting because I miss the shit out of it and I want to get fucking swole. Uh, so it might be a bodybuilding show. It might be a powerlifting show. I don't know. But the other reason that I do all of these challenging things <clears throat> is because I I felt weak growing up. I got picked on at daycare. I, in elementary school, wasn't always the popular kid. I wasn't picked first for sports. I've never been particularly excellent at sports or many things uh, in life. You know, I work my ass off all the time and all the, any accomplishments I do have, that is what those are from. They're not from inborn skills. Uh, they're from hard fucking work and a relentless pursuit of improvement, right? But there's a, a another reason that I want to prove to younger me that he doesn't have to be scared, that he doesn't have to worry that he doesn't have to think the world's after him, that he's strong enough to stand up on his own two feet in the world. So I need you to ask yourself, why do you do hard things, right? And why should you? You know, why, why should you add more difficulty to your life? Isn't there enough with 
the housing market being incredibly rigged where, you know, I have a buddy, a really good buddy of mine who's looking, he actually just signed on a house, him and his fiance did. And most of the houses that they're looking for and that aren't total shitholes, a lot of them are close to all one, just a single person, like one of their incomes. So they live off two incomes, right? They will be, but just their mortgage alone, not including the insurance, the utilities, all any other bills that they have, maintenance, things like that, groceries, gas, entertainment, savings, all those things. Just the mortgage is almost an entire one of their paychecks every month, right? And then you add on top of that, that inflation's crazy high. So the price of everything else is through the roof and jobs aren't uh, keeping up with inflation nearly to the rate they have in for like 40 years, you know? Uh, and then if you're People in my age are getting married, thinking about having kids, which means then you probably want to start saving for college, even though most of it today is a total waste. Um, you know, there's all these other things. There's all the political unrest. There's an election coming up. There's fights between the Republicans, the Democrats, inner city, rural areas. There's all this social tension, right? There's you should be all the way this. You should be all the way that. And if you're not all the way this, you're the fucking freak of the world and nobody wants you. Right. The media is saying you have to go all here. And then the people are saying, no, go all here. And then your friends are like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of like undecided on it. And there's all this, all this extra bullshit, right? That frankly that shouldn't be there, you know? So why, why should you add any extra difficulty to your life? I want to add one more reason to you guys as to why I do this and it has to do with just life in general. David Goggins actually is the one where I got this idea from. So David Goggins doesn't ever train for like events or races or do anything that in particular, really like he, he used to be a big ultra runner. Uh, he's run a ton of races. He's run multi-day staged events. He's run 200 mile races. At one point I heard he ran uh, 100 plus mile races every single weekend for eight weekends in a row which is ridiculous uh that's also like almost 24 hours of running for those of you who don't know just continuously right and he did that for eight weekends in a row uh but what he says he trains for now because he still gets up at like three in the morning and runs 10 miles every single day, even though the dude's had knee injuries, back injuries, hip issues. Uh, dude's lost his toes. He's definitely kind of bloodied and blistered running, right? He says he's training for life. And I think that's a really great reason as to why you should train and why you should do hard things, specifically exercise. Uh, because like in school, right, we got tests and we knew when the tests were going to be. Teachers would give out homework. They would give you lectures. They would give you projects to do, group work, all this, all in order to prepare you for the test that you knew about for days, weeks, or months in advance. And it was your job. All you had to do, you didn't have to create it on your own. You didn't have to figure out how to study on your own and say, hey, just show up and do what we say. And nine out of 10 times, if you just do that and you somewhat pay attention, you're going to pass. You might not be an A plus student, but you shouldn't be a failure either. Like you should pass and you should be just fine. And we knew when the test was. 
well, life has tests too, right? Life has tests, but they're unpredictable. And oftentimes they hit you a lot harder than the test that you knew about, uh, the final exam that you heard about day one of class, right? Uh, because these tests are all of a sudden you have a loved one who gets put in the hospital with a health problem, or you have a loved one die, or you lose your job or a spouse cheats on you and leaves you unexpectedly. And you're like, everything was hunky-dory. What's up? You know, or you get into a freak car accident and your car is totaled and you have to, you have a bunch of medical expenses after that, right? Or there's a whole number of certain things that could happen to you. But life doesn't tell you about them. Life isn't going to tell you, hey, we're going to flip your world upside down here and you know, six months, two weeks, three days, and 12 hours and 45 minutes from this moment, now 44, right? Life doesn't tell you that. So in order to be prepared for these things, you have to constantly be prepared. And part of doing hard things is, and especially I've learned this with endurance training, is doing the hard things toughens you up. And I use, I want to use the word toughen rather than harden because I think Hardened to me means more of like a hardening of your heart where you like, you don't want to let people in. You don't want to do that. Uh, and I think that's, I don't think that's necessarily the wrong, or I don't think that's the right way to go through life is with a hard heart. I think that's going to be a very sad life, lonely life and a difficult life. Um, Cause you're going to miss out on a lot of connections and you're probably not going to progress as fast as you would have because you won't let people in and you won't trust people. But what it does is when you do challenging things is it teaches you how to just keep going, right? And honestly, that's that's what I've had to learn. And that's what I've been learning. Like with swimming, my coach always writes one note, whatever you do, just keep moving forward. You know, we could take this back to finding Nemo and Dory, the greatest advice of all time. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Because it is that simple. It is as simple as those three words. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Just don't quit. It's so simple, yet so far from easy. And I think... I know I for sure get confused with that sometimes, right? Like, oh, if it's, if it's so simple and it should be easy, right? Oh, all you have to do is just run, bike, or swim, bike, and run these distances in a day. Like, all right, that's really simple. I can do that. <laughs> this is the most difficult thing I have put myself through physically in my entire life. If wrapping it up, it is... I don't even know how to put it in words, but like it is ridiculous. And the crazy thing is that when it hurts the most, right? When you think you're exhausted, you can still keep going. You can still keep going when it hurts and your muscles are screaming at you and you got lactic acid built up and your legs are twitching and you don't think you can pedal another thing or run another step or swim another stroke but you can and the only thing that's stopping you is yourself right the only thing that's stopping you is your 
toughness to keep going. And life is going to throw things in your life all the time, right? Like if you have a goal of, hell, this podcast, right? Some weeks, I don't know what the hell to talk about. Some weeks, it's a Monday evening and I'm recording the episode to post that day because I was like, what the fuck do I talk about? Or I don't know if this is worth it. And I didn't spend any time on it during the week because I had other things to do and it just slipped through the cracks and it shouldn't have, but it did, right? And then I'll be questioning, like, oh, well, do I even want to do it? Right? Like, do I, is this really something I want to do? And, you know, immediately my emotional answer is like, no, dude, like, you're already tired. It's late. You know, it's going to look back as Monday. Like, do you really want to, like, put out a bad product and, you know, defame your name? All these things. But then I look at and I look myself in the, you know, honestly at myself and I'm like, no. Even if it's not the greatest podcast every single week, I want to put out work every single week because I did. And it's going to be in the process of putting out work and struggling that I'm going to get better. It's going to be in the continuation of the work of being consistently good rather than occasionally great that I'm going to get better right? That is, I think, where the question really lies. I think I know that's, for me, why you should do it. Those are the three reasons, right? Because I want to see what my full potential is. I want to tell a younger me that he doesn't have to worry. And that when things that used to scare me or scare us, right, come up that I can be confident because I know I can handle myself, right? And I want to do it because I want to be strong enough for when life does smack me in the upside the head again, that it's not going to break me, right? I don't want to ever feel broken again. It might happen. It's going to suck, but I also know I'm going to be strong enough to get through it, right? Do the hard things. Because the hard things in life make the hard things and life a hell of a lot easier. And it's your choice on how you want to do that. Guys, that is pretty much all I have to say on this topic here right now. Is was inspired by a conversation I had with my mom the other day during my swim. And I think it's a question. And it's a, it is a question that I've asked myself a whole lot over the last six years since I've graduated high school. It's a question I've asked myself most days. Why do you keep doing this? Why are you doing this? And it is how we answer that question that dictates the result we will have in our lives. So if you're struggling right now, if you're knowing that it's hard, if you're putting all your effort in there and you're asking yourself, is it worth it? Is it, you know... Do I really want to continue? Now look at yourself and honestly look at yourself and think about why did you start this? What are you going to say to yourself if you quit? How are you going to feel about yourself if you give up, if you stop, right? If this is something you truly still want to do, find a reason why 
to keep going it, to keep going at it, to push another day, to run one more step, to swim one more lap, to read one more paragraph, help to do one more rep, one more set, make one meal a better choice, right? Just do one more thing in your progress. And I guarantee you, once you get through it, you're going to realize that, damn, I'm glad I did that and I'm better for it. That's that, guys. That is the episode. If you guys found today's episode thought-provoking, good information, useful, it was how funny even for some of the stories. Um, you know, I ask that you guys either start implementing this into your everyday life and start doing some more difficult things or make things a little bit more difficult on yourself. Or if you're already doing that and you feel like you're kicking butt in that area, guys, I ask that you share this out with somebody else who you think could be kicking more butt in their life. All right. And that's really the episode, guys. Ah, ah, aha, 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 I almost forgot. I almost forgot. See, I will say this is something I'm going to be very excited to get back is my mental acuity after this whole Iron Man thing is done. Because uh, normally I'm sharp as attack and kick ass at everything because I am that motherfucker. But I almost forgot this week's recipe, okay? And this is actually a dessert option because who doesn't love dessert? Only crazy people. And it is healthy. It's also packed with protein. And it is something you can get your fruit in. And uh, if you're needing some calcium, you can get something in that way. And for the most part, it's pretty, it's super simple to make. So what you're going to need is you're going to need uh, plain and vanilla yogurt. If you want some extra, extra protein to this protein bomb, you're going to add, use Greek yogurt. Oh, now I feel like I'm going to burp. Goodness gracious. Um, so we're going to use Greek yogurt. All right, so half vanilla, half plain, and we're going to mix them together. Now, this is the key, right? Because if we use just plain, it's got that kind of sour taste to it. And if we use just vanilla, it's almost a little bit too sweet, at least for me, that is. And then we're going to take one full scoop. I like to use chocolate protein. We're going to take one full scoop of chocolate protein, and we're going to put it into our yogurt, and we're going to mix it up. I will let you know. Do be careful and mix slow because it the protein doesn't necessarily like to mix in right away. And the first time I made this, it poofed all over the place and it made kind of a mess. And then what we're going to do is you're going to take your fruit of choice. I would recommend any sort of berry. So blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, or a banana. And we're going to chop them up or put them into their individual serving sizes and we're going to mix it in right there. And then what we have is we have a fruity, chocolatey protein bomb for dessert. If you guys would like to make it a little bit more ice creamy-esque, then what I would do is throw it in the freezer for about a total of a half hour. But every like five or so minutes, give it a stir. And what you're going to do by stirring it every couple minutes is you're going to break up the ice crystals that are forming. And it's going to have a lot smoother of a consistency. If you let it form all the way, it's going to taste more like a frozen icy than ice cream. Uh, and if, but if we mix it up every couple minutes, then it's going to be much smoother and much more like ice cream. 
so that is that, guys. And that is the episode. So if you guys found today's episode good, uh, thought-provoking, interesting, gave you a different perspective, or just plain old and good information, use it. Or if you're already a badass and doing that and doing hard things in your everyday life, share it with somebody who maybe is struggling right now and needs for themselves to answer the question, why are you doing hard shit? Uh, but that is the episode, guys. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you guys are kicking ass, taking names. But most importantly, I hope you guys are earning your good day. Boom. Oh, no. No. Bam. That works. Sort of. <laughs>